rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of the Cosmic Force. And tonight we have a very fun episode in store for you because in honor of Valentine's Day this past week, we're going to be talking about our favorite Star Wars comics couples tonight. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and say hi to the rest of the team. And we will start where we always do uh, with Emma. Emma, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Hello, everyone. Um, felt weird having no book of Boba Fett today for the first time in like seven weeks and also no new comics. So uh, I felt a little empty today. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no Obi-Wan trailer for the, from the Super Bowl. No book of nope. Boba Fett, no comics. It was a it was a rare downer week this week. For sure. But I'm glad to glad to be here. Glad to talk about some of our favorite comics couples. There's a lot of them when we were brainstorming. There, I was I- shocked. Yeah, yeah, we are, and and it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about all of them tonight. Uh, but for, but we'll we'll keep going around the, around the horn and over to Caleb. Caleb, uh, any special Valentine's Day plans between you and the missus this this past week? Uh, stay home and eat homemade chocolate pudding, which was uh, that's that's awesome. Ace, that's it's awesome. This is like the third, fourth time I've made it, and it keeps getting better. So um, maybe if you press me enough, I'll I'll. I'll show you the magic link of the other YouTuber I got it from, but you know, <laughs> just go and chill out, go and go out, see some friends over the weekend, uh, do a lot of board gaming. I think it's just going to be a grand old time. So, you know, love's in the air, but comics are in the hand. So let's keep this uh, train rolling. I like it. I like it. And and our, our last host tonight, happy one year plus anniversary with Utini uh, to thank Jacob. You, you. Uh, apparently you're cel- you, you celebrating your one year anniversary last week. Yeah, uh, I think it was Trevor or maybe Trevor that was in Slack talking about like finding back when he first joined Utini. So I went and checked and I knew it was sometime around the beginning of the year, but I believe I ended up determining it was like January 23rd. Uh, so yeah, been over, been here a little bit over a year. Obviously, I don't think the show started like the first week of April last year. Uh, but yeah, it's been been a fun ride. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot, but you know, I'm I'm happy to be here uh, talking to Star Wars with uh, some good friends. So yeah, I'm ready to get into it. So I did not realize because we started planning in what March for this uh, show. Yeah, so like you, maybe even February, maybe even like late February. February. Yeah. yeah. So you were literally brought in and were like, hey, we should do a comics podcast. It, it was and we kind just of ran like, with it because I like talked to Corey like at the end of the like December, November of the year prior, kind of being like, hey, I think I could help out with some comic stuff. And then, you know, when I finally got brought on, it was kind of with the idea that this might be a thing. So. Yeah. All so, right. All right. Well, it- then if you are joining us for the first time, you can thank uh, uh, Jacob for uh, for creating, you know, helping Steam uh, start this uh, way back then. Uh, and a welcome because we are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. But if you can't join us live, that's okay. We are also available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Be sure to like us. Uh, on those platforms uh, so that other subscribers can help find us. Uh, we are also part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to choose from. 
If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. So this is normally the part of the show where uh, we get into our weekly pull list. But uh, Jacob, we've got we've got nothing. I think for this is a a first for the Cosmic Force. Uh, We have nothing in the pull pull list this week. Yeah, this week we... um... Uh, up this way yeah yeah no that's it that's it's it's a whole lot of nothing uh we got some we got some exciting things coming next week like uh the high republic adventures wraps up next week but uh for this week we are kind of on our own no comics to discuss unfortunately or buy even more unfortunately Oh, everyone's can't take a sabbatical, can't have a break from the high of the book of boba fett so i think it's it's not bad that we have a you know a break but, you know, let's not, I hope this isn't a trend, which to it is. Fair, there, there were things that were supposed to come out this week, I'm sure. That's uh, true. Like, in That's fact, true. I'm like 100% sure that there were things that were supposed to come out this week. And then just, you know, publishing delays, everyone's favorite catchphrase, or publishing delays in the supply chain, everyone's favorite things about 2021 and 2022. <laughs> when are we getting well, just because Funkos? We, Who knows? I was going to say, just because we don't have a weekly pull list does not mean we, we have no fan submission art this week so caleb why don't you go ahead and showcase our fan submission art oh, this, this is week. not a, this is this is a this is we actually don't have a fan submission this is a jacob submission so we're oh this is a jacob yeah if i would if i would read the notes of this show right if i would read the notes i would see that it's, it clearly says host jacob uh has has picked this art of the week <laughs> anyways uh i went back well i forget i saw someone post this on Twitter, probably that there was a one-shot Valentine's Day story from Legends back in like 2003. This is oh Star Wars: A Valentine Story by uh, uh, with uh, art from Paul Chadwick and Ken Stacy, uh, and it's like a little like small like bottle like story of Han and Leia like directly before Empire Strikes Back. They're like doing missions around Echo Base, and Han's trying to get the the Falcon up and running. And uh, yeah, it, it's some it's some pretty cool art. Like they're like they're flying with say an M wing. I don't know if that's like a common thing or in Legends or it's just like a one off for this issue. Looks like a Y wing with an extra tail, uh, kind of. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, it, it. I don't know. The art in this was cool. They have like this like very heavily saturated color, and when they're in the cockpit, it's like almost Cam Kennedy in a way. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's obviously not quite watercolor, but it's very very like chroma e. Like looks like I just cranked up the uh, the LED lights behind me. Yeah, you did. Showing yeah. my face. Yeah, so no, I like it. According to Wikipedia, uh, the M class starfighter was first appeared in a Valentine story, and that's M it. For what? Like it. you would and think it would be like a V wing for Valentine's or the L wing for love, well, the, but the V no, wing already exists, wing. unfortunately. So. Right. That's right. That's right. M for Mary wing. All right. So a a little (laughs) bit of Star Wars comics trivia right there for you. You know, featuring a a ship class that we'd never seen before. And it's interesting that it's a Valentine's Day special and not like the like Love Day special or matrimony. Like, you know, surely they could have come up with a more (laughs) Star Warsy name for that. You know, one of the. Go ahead, Emma. Maybe instead of Cupid, they have like. um, like Ewoks. yeah, Ewoks, Ewoks or like Ewoks. Porgs or something. I don't know. I don't know. They got they got something else for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always interesting to see what 
modern day terminology gets updated to Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. for Star Wars words, and then others are just, you know, let's just use it. Let's just yeah. let's just throw it in there. It's like so, I'm, all I'm right. addicted to calf, but we celebrate Valentine's Day. Just yes, <laughs> but we don't vote, but we don't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Life Day. Well, Life Day, but we do have Life hot chocolate, like a, like a hybrid of Christmas and Thanksgiving because it's, it's like late November or early November. So it's I don't know. It's that weird time. It's it's the holidays. Just, there you mm. go. The winter holiday. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and get into what we are reading. And uh, Emma, it looks like you've gotten so it says Mid- Mid- Midnight Horizon on the notes. Have you are you have you finished it? Are we just reading it? Where 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 are we in this book? I have finished it. I finished read it. it. All right. Very fast, like less than a week, because last week I said I hadn't finished it yet and I have now finished it. Um, so that should tell you how entertaining I found it to be. Um, I won't spoil anything, but honestly, like this is one of my favorite higher public books, like of all of them, which I think says a lot, a lot of big reveals, um, just really great character writing. You know, I think everybody knows that it takes place on Corellia. And I thought that um, Daniel Jose Older kind of wrote some interesting characters that, that you would want to see in a star war. Like he wrote about like a pop star. I was like, Oh, that's yep. cool. Like how, why haven't we seen that yet? That's awesome. So yeah, I really like that stuff. And uh, I also finally got around to reading trail of shadows and uh, yeah, that bucket's a blood moment. Pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, as I also finished uh, issues two through five of, of trail of shadows. And uh, nice. yeah, that was a moment that, I mean, he, he the, the sacrifice that he made, uh, they, in order to uh, to make sure science was 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 studied, uh, that 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 uh, that's yeah. a moment. Unfortunately, yeah, we have another one for our repertoire. Another another one yeah. to add to our jokes. <laughs> if you don't, if Chad, if you don't know, just just you read should it. read it. It's just good. It. Like it, it, it's up there with the with the uh, success, uh you know, oh, the, uh, the thirst picks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it, unfortunately, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to show that off when we get to the round table, because it's probably like, that's probably some NSFW stuff for uh, the, the purpose of YouTube. <laughs> it's so. it's, P, it's well, PG-13. We'll, uh, he, was, he was running down the hall, you can tell. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do a special uh, Patreon-only version of it. <laughs> the F, the, exactly. Com, Cosmic Force Cosmic After Dark. Cosmic Force After Dark. <laughs> uh, but oh, seriously, like, that, was, that was a fun book, and it, and it that's yeah. the type of cliffhanger like it's not really a cliffhanger in that in that the story ends, but it's, there it's are not really certain, fun. There are certain pieces. <laughs> no, well, hold on. Uh, yeah, there are certain, I, I, it was fun to know that there is still more that is going to be told, and that yes. this part of it is is over, and it and then the story reached its finality. But there are certain parts that are even that are related to buckets of blood that we didn't see an ending to. So. Uh, that's what's fun, and it's it's fun to kind of get yeah. those sorts of cliffhangers and know we've got till what October before we start. Well, uh, we're not going to see those in October. Yeah, it's hey, even two. even longer because we're going backwards. Yeah, yeah we're oh, gonna that's right. On, you're going to oh, have to hold on like right. two yeah. years to get that. To yeah. see what happened to buckets of blood. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like honestly, you know, we've been kind of joking about it a little bit, but truthfully, I, I think that Trail of Shadows has been like, if I'm counting all five issues as a book. I think it might be in my top five books. It was that yeah. good. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely glad I stopped reading mm. and waited till I got all of, cause, cause I, like I said, last episode, yeah. I, I started reading up uh, issue two. 
clearly wasn't paying attention because I got halfway through issue three and was like, I, I, I don't understand what's going on here. I'm not paying attention. So I just stopped and waited until I had all five of them this week, this weekend. And yeah, it was great. It was a really fun book to read as, as you know, uh, in, in a single sitting. So yeah, DJ, I was killing it. Yes, absolutely. And Kayla, we can't forget about you and your your weekly update on catching up with uh, the High Republic. So, so where are we now in, in, in your catch up? Lime. I just finished off because it's a super quick one. Uh, Mission to Disaster, uh, mainly because mm. you know I'm a I'm a Lompop stand apparently. Yeah, it was, was, uh, <laughs> was the wait worth it for that Don't one? Don't say apparently. You own it. You are. You are. Yeah, yeah it was good. Like um like. I, I was surprised how quickly they introduced a character and I, yeah. it, this is like a minor sort of thing, but it was interesting that they kept calling her you know, diva diva the entire time. And they mentioned in one like offhanded scene where she's not in, Oh, look at that flower. It's the long pop. It only yes. grows on this planet. Yes. Like, is yeah. that is okay. Like they didn't actually like ever connect those, but I'm like, is that a connection? I would assume so. That's the only reason you wrote it in here. You obviously have an, a, you know, something here for it. I said, if you're not into the middle grade novels, like this is the first novel I've ever read for, you know, for a significantly younger age group I've read since I was in that age group. So it was <laughs> good. It was a little rough, but it was a quick read. That was always good. So I went through that, you know, got the uh, that kick there, that flavor. And now I'm just have started today. So I'm like mm, 40 minutes into the Fallen Star. So I'm just going Ooh, ahead and nice. getting ready getting ready to start that. It does seem a little choppy, these first like two, three chapters of like they're changing uh perspectives and the um the talker a lot. So that, maybe I mean, that that's with like Light of the Jedi. Like the f- uh, first eight ap- chapters were oh, like a different perspective every two. Well, that's because they kept yeah. dying. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's no, true. It's very no least like oh, I left. don't have, like we like, had look to at switch. This radar. <laughs> Look at this radar operative. Good thing I do not yeah. have to remember your name. We had, to, we had to switch perspective from chapter one and chapter two because the guy literally died. It's like, I can't, wait to ask, I can't wait to get up the courage and ask out the girl. And then he died immediately. Oh, sorry. Like, oh, no. I will never forget the captain's name, though, because I remember uh, reading that excerpt over. Yes, yes. I, I remember reading that excerpt over and over and over again, just getting ready uh, for Light of the Jedi. And yeah, I'll never remember her name, but may she rest in peace. She only lived like three chapters or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, light, yeah. Of the, light of the Jedi was 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 a great was a great read. Yes, Queen. Yes, had a cassette. Yes, I I totally forgot that she was in that picture book. Yeah, yes, again for like all stand. two pages. That's about to say. <laughs> right, right, right. She's short lived in that one too. <laughs> Very first common person. theme in light of the in light of the Jedi. That's about yes. to say the first person to die in that in that series. Good job. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we are going to go ahead and get right into our 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 merch break uh, or no, our show, our show ad. Uh, and then on the other side, we will go ahead and talk about our favorite couples uh, in Star Wars comics. So we'll be right back. All right. We are back. And like I said, we are talking about our favorite couples uh in star wars uh and, and we're gonna try since we are a com- uh, comic show we're gonna try to keep this as much as uh centered in the comics as as possible but uh, obviously there's gonna be some people that uh that are in the tv shows or in the books but uh like i said we'll, we'll try to keep it to to the comics um and uh it's just it's it's gonna be a really loose show tonight we're just gonna kind of talk about uh some, some highlights and and let's our, our top 
couple, our first couple, I should I should say, um, is a very beloved couple uh, for for a lot of newer Star Wars fans, and I'm of course talking about Kanan and Hera from uh, the yes. co- from the from the Kanan comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, better known for their relationship in Star Wars Rebels, um, but they do definitely have their moment uh, to shine in uh, in the Kanan comic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this image that Jacob pulled so great. Um, there's something like I don't, I don't, I don't want to get like too thirsty here, but there's something about <laughs> men in Star Wars lately coming out of back to tanks with just some little shorts on, and I'm loving the theme. It's a good theme. <laughs> Fair. Yo, Boba Fett, Cal- Cobb Vanth, uh, you know, uh, Chrysanthemum, he was in the back to tank, I think, for a bit. Yeah, I wasn't so much I'll thinking be- of Chrysanthemum, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly oh. Boba Fett. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, yes. Kanan, and Kanan here, yes. Yeah, and very, Kanan. Very nice. You know, the Kanan and uh, Hera relationship, definitely a lot more fleshed out in the... Um, into show, but we did get a really good uh, look at this in the modern part of the that uh, Kanan series. You know, their relationship is always a lot of fun. It's nice to see a relationship, you know, that's already fully formed, that's formed when you begin, but is still kind of in the mm-hmm. rough out phase. Mm-hmm. And so you get to see, like, they're obviously a couple, but there's still the growth that happens when you're still a young couple. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, like, Obviously, you know, we talk about comics here, but I think it's also fair to mention the book A New Dawn uh, by John Jackson Miller also really does a great job showing off the relationship. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, they were beloved in the show Rebels. And I think that seeing them in the comics and the books really only adds to that. And I don't know, they just they work so well together. Just their banter is always fun. And uh, yeah, they're definitely one of my favorite couples. Like if we're talking all of Star Wars, they're, they're definitely up there for me. Yeah, this was a great book. And, and, and I, it's, it's been a while since I've read the second half of this story where where they Hera is, is finally introduced and the rest of the Rebel squad is actually introduced. But uh, can't go wrong with 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 Kanan and Hera, especially when you're talking about about Rebels. So uh, our next topic. Our hold, next on, couple, hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, I do want to I do want to oh, say oh, oh. this one thing. Just okay. because I don't know if I'll ever have a chance to bring this, bring it up organically here. I was going through the uh, the Afro series, and Hera is reintroduced in that one. And every time yeah, I see right. Hera reintroduced in canon, I'm like, oh, cool! Look, it's General Syndulla. She's doing so much for the rebellion. But then I always remember she also has a kid. Yes, <laughs> and we've never once yes. seen that kid. So I'm waiting till they reintroduce that kid and like you know they'll say you never had time for me when i was a kid and like all of us who've been watching and reading all of this you know new hair kind of like you know you're right she was you were never around in any of these uh harris and, and media parents parts. not being around in star wars has never led to a bad thing so exactly. that, that story obviously Her, is you know be what just fine hair hair's a boss bitch she can both <laughs> yes. raise her child <laughs> and it. be a general of the rebel alliance yes and you know, snap, snap Wexley turned out okay. Mom. Yeah, snap Wexley turned out okay. Yeah. She, you know, she, I heard the rebellion has some great childcare benefits. Uh, <laughs> you know, so there, there's they, it, it's on site actually. There's a part of her ship that is the on site daycare. So it's you know, her yeah. and Jason are all hooked up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of remember in you know the Alphabet Squadron uh, series, like mm-hmm. um, her 
talking about him a little bit. So I don't think that he's like oh, so really he gone. Is, I just don't think that we've seen him. Honestly. He has re- he has been referenced. Like I haven't seen like hide nor peep out of him since the uh, that. I mean, child, he wasn't like in the, it specifically, uh, but they alluded to him, which is or, more like, than he's that she was thinking. That's more than we've gotten since then. Maybe in the new uh, Ahsoka series, we might see something. But oh, fingers crossed. I was, that's, that's, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, she's doing the whole single mother thing, but we have no idea how well it's going. Hopefully, well, you know, she is she is hashtag boss babe, but <laughs> you know, who knows? This we we they could be setting up the whole Ludo narrative sort of thing of like, uh, maybe she was a uh, not around when they were a kid. I don't know. We'll find out. We will hopefully find out, and hopefully that story will be told in comics because that'll probably be a, a good story to tell. All right, moving on to our second couple, and this is a purely comics couple, uh, and that is Afra and Tolvin from the yes. 2016 Afra Afra adaptation. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what can we, what, what more can we say about you know Afra in general? She's just she's got a great character, and I think really seeing these sorts of I don't want to say human moments, but but you know what I mean. These sorts mm-hmm. of of raw moments, I think, are are some of the best parts of of Afra stories. Yeah, she, I love a good en- enemies to lovers type of, of trope. I love it. So good. she's uh, she's a bit of a mess, and because of that, most of her relationships are also a bit of a mess. Uh, but you know, <laughs> just, a, it, just a bit. It's 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 a fun ride along the way, and I do I did really love. I can't remember if it was in her last issue of her first run or if it was in like the Empire Ascendant one shot. Uh, but like it was like her or Tolvin, her dad, and uh, Vulata, whatever her name is, like all kind of getting yeah. together and having like a heart to heart moment of, you know, coming to the realization of their relationship with Afra and um, you know what that means for them in the long run and where she places their needs in comparison with her needs and everything. So it was it was a very sweet moment um, and a very humanizing moment for a character that you know, as much as we love her, is a bit of a train wreck. Like. Afra is toxic in her relationships. Let's just go ahead and throw that out, out there. Like every relationship she has been in has been doomed to failure because of Dr. Afra. Like she is the primary catalyst in all of these things failing. It's still fun to see these relationships form and get expanded upon and like, you know, and then dissolve in horrible, you know, gooey mess. It's a lot of fun. Like the enemies to lover trope is a lot, is very strong in this one. And then they continue that trope throughout the rest of the series, you know, with, you know, the two of them swapping sides to kind of in this giant war that's going on. So um, definitely a fun relationship, but not one that's going to last. So yeah, I, I, when I first saw this, I, I honestly thought that it was going to be like Afra using this relationship to her advantage to kind of like get around the empire type of thing. But I was really glad and honestly a little surprised that um, it kind of became more than that, like more real. And I'm glad it did because I think it opened the door for Afra to have more relationships in the future, which, you know, always a, always a good thing. Cause I think it's fun to see somebody say so chaotic as Afra to be in equally chaotic relationships that's always a lot of fun so speaking of chaotic relationships we don't have afra and son of Staros on this list mm. is that so do we think it's because that it wasn't it's i mean it, it, we don't really see too much of that right like, like like if i remember a lot i mean we see it in the original 2016 more in the flashbacks but I, maybe it's 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 not as fleshed out as 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 Tolvin. Why 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 do we think that we didn't that we went Tolvin route instead of instead of the Son of Stars route? 
I, I feel like most of the reasons we we're not going to expand on it too much, but we are you know, here is, you know, all the problems that are with, you know, Afra and Tolvin are the exact same problems that were with Afra and Staros. You know, those are the, the, the problems have, you know, been the same. Now, you know, in the 2020 run, they are definitely a lot more buddy cop sort of thing. So that's a lot of a fun relationship of like, you know, this is my ex, you know, she's terrible, but also I trust her enough to work with her as long as I keep her in front of me sort of dynamic. Yeah. I and think, also, I, I can't, I, I think I, of, go ahead. I was gonna say, and also I can't, I, I can't ever get away from her. Mm-hmm. No matter, no matter mm-hmm. how hard I try, yeah. I, she's, I, I keep coming back to her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I think of Afra and her relationships, I definitely think of Tolvin first. And I think, I think because most of their relationship, it took place at like in university. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think, and also it might be a little bit of recency bias too, because like Caleb mentioned recently, they have been more of friends instead of uh, like in a re- uh, relationship like that. So um, I think maybe in our minds, we almost kind of forget that they did have <laughs> a relationship, but, but yeah, they, they definitely did. All right. Our next couple, uh, the OG Star Wars couple. Uh, we cannot have a, a list of Star Wars <laughs> oh, couples. Oh, what a choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Okay. So I had not, th- I had not seen. <laughs> wow. I just completely lost my train of thought here after I got Understandable, after I to be fair. <laughs> it's that Salvador La Roca art, right? I mean, yeah, I mean obviously, for, we're talking about Han and Leia here. For, but, for uh, the audio listeners, <laughs> with the image that we've pulled up was from the uh, Star Wars 2015 run where they're I mean, abandoned on like a, a kind of rural planet and we have a shirtless Han Solo uh, chopping wood and, and Leia coming up and blushing because boy, that's some um, he, he, uh, he's um <laughs> like boy he uh he picked a real interesting uh, uh reference art for that one. Dude, but, Hans- but Jacob, I'm right that this is Salvador La Roca, this right? Is, oh, absolutely. Like, like, Salvador yeah, I, I can spot yeah. that anywhere, man. Yeah, yes. yeah. Han is built like a Power of the Force action figure in this scene. I'm not going to lie. Dude is jacked. <laughs> that is a perfect description. Oh, my God. It's uh, it's it, it, it's something. like it, I, I thought that was like a scene from a different Harrison Ford movie where he like went into no. undercover with the Almish, something like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I mean know. that's what happens when you're chopping wood for for some drinks, I guess. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's like, it's like I Captain mean, America. Yeah, when he's like splitting the wood with his hands, but different. <laughs> very different. Ooh. Very different. Very very different. Yeah. And and yeah. and it's a shame because I haven't I haven't read this or uh, this issue, and so I really want to know what the what the the bubbles are saying right now because and, and actually hit the nail on the head with the context. Yeah, uh, it's like he they're on this like um, basically Amish country planet uh, with no technology, and he uh, gets himself into some drinking debts and has no money, so he chops wood to pay it off. Yep. yep, he's doing some manual labor, and Leia finds that attractive. Leia's probably know. wishing C three PO would walk in, walk in right now, and probably <laughs> yeah. in, 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 interrupt this moment because. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, there's there's that that is that is a scene right there. So, and this right. is why we love comics because we get to have a <laughs> this, little bit yes, more. This, um, never get this. Yeah, you know, like come tune in next week for even more crazy comic moments. But you know, that's the joy of this comic series, and you know, anytime that they have a uh, like a. You, a rebellion era Han and Leia together, they really get to amp up like the flirtiness to like 11. It's a lot of fun to see 
you know, the character growth and the dynamic between them fleshed out more than just we saw in those, uh, you know, three movies. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I these think sorts my favorite moments... thing about their relationship is that, like, um, they, like, Leia knows that she should not be liking a person like Han, but she loves him anyways, and she can't help herself. And I absolutely love that because she tried so hard to, like, not like him because she's like, oh, I'm royalty. I shouldn't like this guy because he's a scoundrel and he's, you know, kind of slippery. Like, I definitely shouldn't be with a guy like this. But, you know, they have so much, like, chemistry and, and charisma with each other. Like, you know, I just I love watching them in scenes together. And, and speaking of them, you know, we we're going to be getting their uh, the book about their their marriage, The Scoundrel and the Princess by Beth Revis coming out um, in uh, what is it, August? Uh, so mm. later, yes, August. Yeah, it's, I August. think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's August the, 2022. The uh, pre-order link is actually in the description if you want to look at that. So. Oh, nice, perfect. Yeah. There's no. It was like, well, there's no comics, so the, Valentine's Day. You know what? It's good <laughs> yeah, sport. absolutely. All right. Well, I don't really know how we're going to follow this up, but uh, we're going to try to uh, with another uh, comics-focused couple, and that is, of course, Shara Bay and Kess Dameron. Um, this image is from the Star Wars 2020, or, or mm. they're featured in Star Wars 2020, as well as Shattered Empire. Um, so I, ha- I originally thought about uh, writing these guys down um, in for, in our next segment, and then I re- then I read what the actual next segment was, and I kind of forgot what that uh, what the, the, the definition of that for a second because I'm old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love these guys. Uh, I mean, I really enjoy seeing, and and this was one of the storylines. Um, that as much as I loved War of the Bounty Hunters, I was outside of, outside of Vader. This was my next next uh, um, most important storyline I wanted to get back to because where Shower Bay is, where was left uh, leading into War of the Bounty Hunters, I was really really engaged in that story because I want her to get back to to you know to Cass. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. This uh, their story. I mean, it, it, well, these two characters on their own, first of all, are very. Uh, strong and then when you put them together it's also very good you know when I when I read Shattered Empire for the first time I was like oh that's a little bit uh convenient that you know <laughs> Poe Dameron's parents you know were uh on Endor or whatever but um uh, yeah but then when I read it I was like oh wait this this yeah. like this makes sense you know this is where Poe gets his flying ability from this is where Poe gets his fighting ability from and his you know tactical skills and things like that um and uh, yeah, I mean, and also the story of how they met is very cool. I can't remember. Was that in Shattered Empire too? The, the I know. I think they just de- no. I think they described that it's in um, Star Wars twenty twenty because like yes, Kess and oh, Leia okay. are talking to each other because Leia's lost yep. Han oh, to right. Jabba yeah. and he lost his wife to the Empire. Right, right. That's they right. They both yeah, had I a love the story had a, of how they met. had a human moment between the two of them to kind of mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, t- talking about their relationships yeah mm-hmm. one yeah, thing I'm... and not uh, yeah well, i was just gonna say one not to bring it back to leia but that is the thing i love about leia like it doesn't matter who she's talking to whether they're like a soldier like way down in the ranks you know someone like kes she's gonna talk to them like they're her equal and i love that about her but anyways not not to bring it back to leia <laughs> mm-hmm. well it all wipes back to leia she's the original like princess and love interest of this whole series so but one thing i really like about their relationship uh one of course they're married and that's that's always cute but the other thing is they're not in the exact same line of work like pretty much all these other relationships they're they spend all the vast majority of their time uh in the comic or on the screen together like 
Neil Charbet and Castan are in two different lines of work. So they're not, yeah. you know, instant, they're not going into combat together. They're going into it in like separate situations. So you get to see them as individuals. And then when they come together, it's a very, it's never in the conflict. It's always in the downtime. And that's always a nice thing to see is like, you know, they still fell in love, even though they're not shooting. Both pilots are both Jedi, are both uh, smugglers. I mean, they're basically like, it's like two people that are married working for the same company in different departments. In different it's not departments. That, it's not that different. Isn't, it's like the the wife it, isn't in engineering and the husband is in marketing. Like, it's just, you know. It's, it's more still, than they, what we normally but, get. But they, but they, but I mean, I'm looking at this list and, and they spend, I mean, uh, Caleb's got a point. They spend yeah, the most time apart from each other they than do. most of these other, other other couples on this list. And they, they still have one of the strongest relationships yeah, out of anybody yeah. on this list. Yeah. Yeah. They they just carpool to their their uh their <laughs> their uh you know their capital ship and uh Shara yeah. Shara yeah drops off Cass shoves him, says all right yeah, have a good day shoves honey. him in the trunk of her A wing. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I I gotta shout this out. I probably should save it for next week for wacky comic moments. But this panel is just um if you didn't notice in the bottom right hand corner there there's a blue growing tree or shrub. Oh, is that the forest tree? It is the force tree. That's yes. <laughs> they Poe grew up on. Yeah, I don't know. If, I never read Freefall. I don't know if it addresses this in this in that book. I did, yeah. Uh, but it's like the yeah, Shattered Empire. Yavin Four. They yeah. like get a force tree as part of like a mission with Luke, and they plant it next to his house, implying that potentially this force tree uh, contributes to Poe's in uh, natural flying abilities. So fun, wacky comics moments. So what you're trying to say is eventually we'll have a Star Wars Giving Tree reboot. Right, yeah, sure. You know that yeah. that's definitely a possibility. I love how right. it has to glow blue in order yeah, to it's like just so you guys know <laughs> it's the force. Mm. <laughs> All right. Our next couple, we're going back to Afro 2016 for this couple, and we're talking about Knock and Winloss here. Dude, that um, is a, these are my favorite couple. Like if we were to <laughs> pick like favorites, the, these two would be it. Like I love like even though I just you know went on about how Charbet and Kess are great because they have their separate you know jobs and separate separate work, I love the dynamic of these two both trying to be big game hunters and big game trappers. I love the character design between the two of them. You know, I it's just like a really both of these characters like come in really solidly, have a great dialogue between the two of them. Like, you know, like you can tell pretty quickly that yes, they both love each other and both have each other's backs. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun seeing like a, um, a Thrandoshan in a different light. And then just like her, like, you know, kind of a, essentially a golf aid, uh, a husband who's like, you know, I would try the nine iron on this whole <laughs> sort of he, uh, dynamic the monster hunting caddy. Exactly. Yeah, look at God, him. Look at him. I literally, okay. I am living for this because I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod before, but I am a golfer and yes, I see it. I see it. Like he is definitely the caddy because he does not want to take the risks. And uh, I, I can't remember which one is win loss and which one is knock. Knock is the is is the is the wife the Thrand Ocean and win loss yeah. is the, the Ocean. Um, uh, like the only re- right. remember I, reason I remember is because win and loss together. Like I, that's like such a weird name, but I love it so much. <laughs> it's such a Star Wars name, but yeah, I love how I love how like um they're such opposites. You know, one of them really wants to take the risks, and one of them really does not, and uh, that always makes for a fun back and forth for sure. 
All right, our next. Uh, I'll go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I was. This is very dumb. I just when Emma said Star Wars names, it made me think of it. We didn't have an art of the week, but uh, Blind Fates po- did put a nice uh, screenshot from an old Legends comic yesterday, and it was uh, the Aurorient Express, uh, which is uh, <laughs> issue number one, which is a <laughs> a pun based off of the Agatha Christie novel Murder on the Orient Express, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I, yes, that, and that's... well, that also has another Star Wars connection, a film starring Daisy Ridley. Oh, well, yeah, no, oh, that, yeah. that is based on that book. But yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. I literally relate to nothing we're talking about, but I thought it was so funny. Anyways. No, I mean, that is so Star Warsy <laughs> to do that. Like, you know, you've got like your pun names, you've got your real names that are spelled backwards, and then you've got your like crazy, uh, totally uh, mashed oh, up. Obviously names. influenced names. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yes. when Obi-Wan being born on Stu John was just oh yeah. my god Wait, the, oh my god i didn't know that Stu yeah. john yes uh john stewart the uh <laughs> media guy asked george lucas where obi-wan was born at one point and he said Stu john because <laughs> no he was talking way. to and john then they stewart made a canon. i was about yes. to say it, that is that, it's, it, yes that sounds so much like what? uh like the the usual suspects of like the kobayashi man and like just looking around uh like uh it's uh old spice that's the, the spice they have is old spice is that all you need to do to like get your name in canon just like uh, ask here, straight, just a straight, random question that he doesn't know the answer to straight from uh, wikipedia the name of obi-wan kenobi's homeworld was coined by george lucas at Celebration 5 in Orlando when comedian and talk show host Jon Stewart interviewed him and Stewart asked for the name of Obi-Wan's home planet. Lucas jokingly referred uh, that it was Stu John, uh, a playoff of his name, and the StarWars.com official encyclopedia entry is now listed as his homeworld. So there you go. That's great. great. (laughs) That's great. So so yes, Emma, to answer your question, how do you get yourself involved or uh, as as an actual thing in Star Wars? Just interview George Lucas, and yeah, just, and and he 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 has that power. <laughs> All right, our next couple is our most recent couple in Star Wars comics, and I am of course talking about Jedi Emmerich Kaftor, and I pronounce this Cian Holt. I don't know if if the, how the I rest of you got. thought it was Cyan Holt, but I you know. Uh, we don't have an audio we, we don't have an audio book yeah. to yeah. to uh yet correct us so uh from the trail of shadows 2021 uh series and yeah they're they're great uh, i mean they're i i really enjoy the fact that the high republic is touching a little bit more into jedi having relationships um because every single time it it, there it it creates a mess and and it's just it it adds to the drama and i really really enjoy it it's especially these two yeah this relationship was really interesting because they in the comic over five issues we go from seeing them having first met each other like for the very first time to all of a sudden clearly being in love and i i really liked that i i knew something I knew something was up when we got that like um, scene on the ship where like you could see Emmerich's silhouette of him like changing mm-hmm. out of his robes or whatever. I was like, oh, something's <laughs> up. Something's up. And uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, Tyler. Like it's it's about time that we got more Jedi romances that, um, you know, obviously create problems. Oh. But 
I mean, clearly they can have like healthy boundaries still. I mean, you know, I get so riled up about this whole Jedi rule about no <laughs> romance and whatever. So anyways, <laughs> like there's a, there's a very definite scene in, uh, uh, the fallen, not fallen star, the one before the, uh, the rising the, storm, the storm. storm where Elsa man hit it and quit it on like a, 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 a fellow aide. Like it was like, yes. it didn't happen. It yes. happened. That is not an example of a healthy relationship. Elzar man did many, many things that we have never seen Jedi do in, in the rising storm. Hey, you know, um, rail Avaros exists. So first off, uh, but no, True. It, he, it, he probably definitely did that at some yeah. point. Yeah. It, it just, it was funny. Cause I, I'm just now thinking that there was like a line again back to the first couple chapters of Light of the Jedi on that like radar station. There's someone that like doesn't do their work and instead just reads Jedi romance novels. Oh uh, my god, I remember that. <laughs> and that is now, and, and I'm like, ha 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 ha. And then a year and a half later, that's just all of us. That's just what we're doing right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think they, what I like about what? this, they've been foreshadowing things all the time. Mm-hmm. That was another foreshadowing. Yep. Yeah. This is like, the anti Han and Leia because mm. and, and and I'm not going to get into I'm not going to get into spoilers but there's a reason like that like we just talked about as to why Leia falls for Han and 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 the characteristics of Han that attract her to him um and and these two have a complete have a very similar moment but on the completely other end of the spectrum and I think that it was uh that that was something that I really really enjoyed as as part of their relationship was was being able to see that scene yeah i totally agree that's such a fun way to to put it like an anti-han and leia so now i'm gonna be looking for more of their relationship (laughs) later on because now i need it because now it's an actual (laughs) functional relationship (laughs) yes we like those we like those (laughs) all right we've got two more here uh this next one is from afro 2020 and that is just lucky and ariel you um yeah there's uh i, I you it's know a I rem- lot of, it's a lot of baggage in this relationship it's very yeah. much a fr- mm-hmm. like a lovers to to haters sort of relationship so like they when we first start introduced to these characters like it's very obvious they have a lot of history and it's did not end well but now they're forced to work together kind of a very much a parallel between with these two versus uh afra and sanastaros um they deal with their relationship in a lot worse ways. So there can't be bad way of doing this. You know, their their plot has a lot left to be told. So I'm going like withhold judgment. I still think it's a good side part to the Afra uh, story. You know, but it's nice to kind of see this relationship played out and see where it's going to go from here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention very closely when I was reading this, but I did like totally did not see this coming because this happened pretty recently. And but when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that actually makes sense. I just I kind of thought that they were like, um, you know, maybe like rivals or something in their business or something. I honestly I didn't read it as like, oh, they it, used to be in a relationship. I think it hinted it at it something? when he first showed up, like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 issues ago or something like that now. I, I, it, when, okay. But yeah, I can't exactly remember. But yeah, I, th- I, I yeah, always I, thought they had a past, so I, maybe it was mentioned at some point. Yeah, it, that might have been the case, and I, I might not have been like paying attention, but it, it definitely makes sense. And I, I do, like like Kayla mentioned, it definitely um, kind of mirrors uh, Afra's like, relationships, you know, uh, and, and I, I think that that's, you know, a really fun aspect to the story. I will say, I think 
you know, Descamp puts Afra at like having the most like thirsty characters. There's a lot of relationships in the Afra series, <laughs> yeah. a lot, like more than all the other ones almost combined. <laughs> And I think I think that makes it fun because all of the relationships are messy. Like that oh. none of them are he- none of them are healthy. So I think that that's what kind of makes it almost more chaotic it's, in a way. A bit- and that's what an Afro comic should be. It should be chaotic. It's also, I mean, a little. I feel like it just there's a bit of realism to it. You know, not every. Uh, you know, yeah. Not every you know, relationship is perfect. There's there's a little a little messiness every every now and again. And I will say, I do like. I'm sure there's a trope for it, and I just don't know the name of it. Of like just lucky, like loving uh, Ariel, but uh, putting him aside because he doesn't want to like drag him down with him, kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, no, yeah, I know exactly the trope you mean, and there's got to be a name for it. I'm but sure, I'm not like, yeah, if I was tropes, on I'm not tropes, going down yeah. that. I'm not going down. We could that spend well. 45 minutes trying to find that on there, but uh, <laughs> no, and because you know he has. He clearly has love for him, but then he also has love for his brother, who he's trying to protect from from like you know basically the mafia in Star Wars. So it's a it's a complicated situation for Jess Lucky. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't. I, I'm a little bit behind on Afro, but even so, as much as as much as I I saw the chemistry, not not that might not be the best, but the maybe maybe the baggage is probably a better mm. word there. I was more, more, I've always been more focused on his relationship with his brother um, in the, in, in this book. And, and that was the relationship that I, that was just Lucky's relationship that I kind of keyed in on uh, while I was reading this. So this one, I don't have too much to say about it just because it's, it, it's just not, like I said, I'm two, two issues behind on that one on, on Afra. And, and like you I said, see this in two is, issues. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> So, and then our last couple of the night, uh, for, it is from the Poe Dameron series, and mm-hmm. that is Snap Wexley and Care. I'm again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably gonna butcher this name, but I'm pronouncing this as Care Kun. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Well, uh, I, right. I, I was lazy and didn't Car- put the accent, so oh, oh okay. yeah, so it okay. is Kare Kun. Kare Kun. I think Kare Kun. This is a good pick. Um, I, I totally forgot I really about ex- this. I I did too, honestly, because I mean, I remember. I remember there were both pilots in the Force Awakens that we saw like during, you know, the Star Killer base fight and I loved seeing Snap in a relationship. Um and we even get to see more of it uh sort of work out in um Resistance Reborn by Rebecca mm-hmm. Roanhorse, which was a lot yep. of fun. Um they just seemed like a perfect couple. Like I, I mean not not perfect like I mean yeah, they still have their challenges, but like I don't know, they they're just good matches for each other, I think. They they've good banter and, you know, things in common obviously they're both pilots and yeah i I always that was something that i really enjoyed about the poe dameron series was their relationship yeah and it's a relationship that you get to see like you know you know be a thing then you know one of them says we should take a break and they talk about it like adults and that's a really fun thing is when they like start talking about their relationship like you know real people and then they realize oh yeah this should still be a thing and then we get to see an on-screen wedding which is cool like I'm trying to think here. Like, have we actually seen that many on-screen weddings yet in Star Wars? Um, give it like f- six months, and then yes. <laughs> okay, but you saw it here first in the Poe Dameron series. If books count as That's on-screen, right. but then yes. On page. I was going to say. I mean, we did see one uh, wedding in in episode two, 
Um, oh yeah but oh, uh, right. I, mean, I mean just just that you know you know tiny minor, you know small small, small thing characters you know it yeah. didn't no. have any galactic it didn't consequences have any nope nope none and, whatsoever you know, if, so. if we you know if we dare to dip our toe into legends then oh, weddings oh okay well that's oh yeah. i'm sure if we, yeah if we go into legends there are quite a few uh, Jaina and and her husband, which for those who haven't read, I don't, I don't. Do you I say don't, Jaina? Uh, Is that? I thought it was Jaina. <laughs> Jaina, Jaina, yeah, Jaina. So, so normally I'm reading these books in my head, and so it doesn't necessarily get pronounced until I until until right now. So I totally understand where where, where the issue is right now. Um, and of course, um, that is Baron Fell that I believe she she is marries. It, is it Baron or Jagged? I don't. I, I, oh, you're right. It's Jagged. It's Jagged. I'm just trying to move on to the moment. And I just are, are I just shirts not bought on fail? I just mentioned the first Fell that I could remember. Yes, Baron was the father. Uh, oh Jagged was the. Uh, so, anyways, we're gonna move on, legends, and I am legends, not legends. going. Legends, legends, legends. It definitely, uh, it definitely goes there. Um, and I'm gonna turn over this last section of the show to over to Caleb because I've lost all, all speaking privileges tonight. Okay. So, uh, toot toot. Do you hear that? It's the ships. We're here to talk our fa- about our favorite relationships, about our fan casting fan theories about who we want to see together so you know tyler you're top on the list unfortunately so i might have to bat this right back to you so um you know is are, are you ready are you sure you can you got this well yeah i'll uh, that that's fine we're, we're we're moving on um i'm going to comment on the art that uh jacob has here because i did i did change this earlier and of course and so my first selection was going to be um afra and and sauna just because uh you know we, we they weren't listed in, or they weren't shown in our in, in our list and and while they like i said earlier they have a deep very deep relationship mm. they can't stand each other at times and can't get away can't get enough of each other at other times and it would just be nice afra needs a happy ending and and so i would love i, w- I mean if i would love it for for this to be their uh their happy ending um but I thought of a better one um, when I updated the the, the page and it wasn't there anymore. So my, uh, my second one is actually going to be uh, Vader and Dorme uh, because they are, have have definitely run into them, into each other a couple times in the Vader comic. Um, And I would just, I I, I would like to see, even if it's for a half second uh, of uh, a moment of, of, of a human moment from Vader, uh, uh, and with, with, with Dorme around, I, I would love to see that and, and, and just kind of see how that, that, that plays out. So, so yeah, I totally that, agree. And, and Dorme Rose Byrne. Oh my God. I love Rose Byrne. Bridesmaids is one. Of, this is going to tell, I think this is going to tell people a lot about me, but Bridesmaids is one of my favorite non Star Wars, non Marvel movies <laughs> of all time. She's a queen. So she went Lover. from a handmaids to a bridesmaids. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. queen well well emma since you put yourself on the list how about you take the next uh the next yeah. couple of ships yep i can do that so um this one i put i know it's like an official 
relationship, but it, it still counts because I, I definitely shipped them before we knew it was official. And that's Lula and Zine mm. um, from the Higher Public Adventures. I knew from the first issue that something was happening with them. I mean, I called, well, at first I was like, Dyad, Dyad, because, you know, they're like mm. two halves of the same face. And then I was like, wait a second, their text boxes are the two colors of the buy flag. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. And then it, it didn't take too much longer before we found out that they were like in a relationship or, you know, not officially because Lula is kind of like a rule follower, I guess, but you could tell that like, you know, they desperately wanted to be in a relationship together. Oh my God. I love it so, so much. I mean, Daniel Jose older is absolutely feeding us with higher public relationships. I love it so much. Where is this art from Jacob? It's, uh, it's that's uh, so I was actually, yeah, this was a, someone it, just, if you followed Daniel Jose older in like the past, like two weeks, especially on Twitter, there's been a lot of, uh, Lulazine fan art and someone I'm, posted, I'm working on trying to find this so we can credit this the, one the, the as artist. well today, which I can credit easily because uh, I know where it is. Uh, the, the first one was his Twitter banner. Uh, this one is Aww. also amazing, which give me love one second to oh boy. Uh, go back to that was from uh, at ISO I S O B underscore E L L E L L. Uh, on Twitter was the first one. Um, and then I, oof. Like, Scro- the, what you, we saw this one. And I lot. looked at this and I was like, I don't there, there is a lot to about. Like, it, that, that fan art that we have here looks. It does look like. You uh, really like, like the yeah. um, work. It looks like, no, it looks like the Tony Bruno, like the, oh, the, the art from the mm-hmm. later half. Uh, oh, yeah, this, yeah. The same person did this one, yeah. Uh, it's again nice. at ISOB underscore ELL is the Twitter account. Yeah, I think um, I think I I saw the original post from from that Twitter handle, and um, I think they said that it was um, like an inked piece of art. It's really gorgeous. I love it so much. So yeah, great stuff. Coming there. soon and then to that, a wall near Emma. Yes, it's a little. It's, honestly, it's an ink drawing. Yeah, that that would honestly look really pretty in a frame on a wall. Like I'm not even not even lying. Um, so yeah do you guys want me to yeah take oh, the next like... one yes cool 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 um all right so my next one is lando and lobot i also uh, thought of this one so this is a very good yes choice. <laughs> thank you thank you i mean obviously we see them have a very strong friend relationship right but honestly i mean they care so much for each other that i i sometimes could see hints of romance happening, at, you know, possibly, who knows? Um, it's it's very similar to my next ship. So I'm just going to reveal my last one um, for Lam and Zuckus. Mm. Like they're, they're two, they're related to each other in that they're two sets of really close friends that care very much about each other, but it hasn't like gone to romance yet, but I could totally see it happening. And, and if it did, I, I would be like, oh yeah, no, I could see that coming. So I, I ship. I ship those those two for sure. There's some powerful, powerful ships. You got quite a navy there. <laughs> we, we we do know that apparent. I, I I don't know how in what way, but Lando is supposedly um, LGBTQ. 
I, he I, was I, featured on the cover, the of, Pride uh, covers. of Pride I, of Pride Month last last year. You know, as the you know not super well versed straight man, I I would I guess my assumption is he's pan. That's like the only, that's the thing that makes that sense is, to me. That's like, what I'm pretty. Sh- I'm like ninety five percent sure that's what I heard as well. I, yeah. I think when the solo movie came out, they're trying to maybe you know, hint that he was a, to quote quote a Futurama uh, here. It's he's a robosexual. Pansexual is definitely the the right term, but like I think you know, they're trying to hint that he might Land- have had a. Well, yeah, I say pan because like I'm you know it's Lando. Uh, Lando mm. Lando will um you know do what he Lando wants. It do- it doesn't yeah. yeah. Lando sees no because boundaries. I think we're also include we're including like um you know droids and alien species and he doesn't really like i don't think he like i don't think he takes into account gender when he's yeah. um, exactly you know picking a romantic partner so yeah i um i think lando's a really interesting character i so hope for the future that we get to see more like romance stories with lando and not not just like one night stands we've seen plenty of those with lando we've even seen one of them in the comics but i want to see him like be in a relationship i really want that let lando Uh, be happy i thought there was yes please. they they, can't ended one off with that in the uh in daniel jose older's last shot like you can't have had a happy that one yeah so read it yeah like he'll he'll can't end in a can't walking off into the sunset with a beautiful woman on his arms that might be a well, long-term we were, thing we should get at least a little bit more explanation of his back or his romantic background with uh shadows of the Sith. oh that's right um yeah. so we'll see what happens there absolutely nice. so oh, i guess it's my turn now and boy did i pick some uh pick some uh doozies here you pick oh. some off the wall ones here yeah i did not i did not go find art for this i'm be honest. That's, oh no <laughs> oh no okay well here we go very first up my favorite ship is uh triple zero and human suffering just like every time it's on screen i always have such a smile on my face like triple zero is just the absolute um pinnacle of terrible uh influence so seeing him with like humanoid suffering it's it's really a solid sort of work here um now on the same vein of that one we also have boba fett and his man because boba fett always gets him i don't know what's better is your explanation or jacob's reaction <laughs> it's jacob's reaction like this is the whole reason i'm doing this is to piss jacob off but but uh, you know it like that one is is you know it's fun to think about boba fett as like his um super gruff exterior but you know the enemies to lovers uh thing is always a um always a fun trope but i don't think it would ever uh work because boba fett's too uh efficient this is a boba fett and fennec podcast so thank you very much you can leave now (laughs) (laughs) i'm boba and i like i don't really get it's a bonic podcast yes i don't get romantic vibes between the two of them i see them more as like you know good co-workers but we'll see what the uh, Boba Fett season two, which has he, not he been gave confirmed. her the he gave her the black melon. So, you know, that's basically yeah. and, uh, they're and basically they had a balcony in scene a, in the trailer. I mean, I wanted them to kiss. And also he gave her a robo robo gut. So, you know, like between <laughs> yes. all of that, I believe they are married. I think that's how that works. <laughs> Does that mean Kyle Van is, is there a thruple because he's also getting a robo gut? Dude, Twitter would love that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ask Twitter, the answer would be definitely yes. <laughs> Uh, and the last one I only thought about is because I'm rereading through the Afro Omnibus, and that's Tam Plosa, the uh, 
are uh, cybernetic bounty hunter and uh, Cornelius Estevan, the uh, doctor of death. Just because, again, like Tampelosa is spending his entire um, his entire uh, career chasing after Ezevon. You know, when they finally get there, you know, he lo- Tampelosa loses his uh, his uh, his beloved, his lover. Which, to be fair, he only loved him because of his body. The one without the head. <laughs> I that, need some clarification. It, it was the. It was like, it, like literally, one of them did not have a head. It looked. He like, did not have a head. It looked head. like he one re- of uh, the like, oh, Sid's oh. toys from Toy Story, basically. Yes. And, and oh, he was. Yeah. So Tam only loved him for his body, but as it, okay, good, good, good. Okay. Yes, like I said, it's only relevant because I literally rereading it and saw it, and you know that joke was for me, and maybe the one other person who's rereading it at this time. But those are my ships that I would like to see happen. So Jacob, how about you actually give us a real one now? Yeah, you know it wouldn't be a Star Wars podcast about romance if we didn't try and ship Luke Skywalker with someone, as Legends did a yes. billion times. So I chose uh, Warba, which I feel like is the one of the only canon. Uh, like semi love interest he's had in uh were, in the comics he had that one was, on like the but, but were there force the noodles planet. yeah were the there force planet. noodles there were no force noodles here <laughs> yeah he also had that one on the Amish planet which actually in retrospect I think I might have liked her more uh but Warba was fun she was like a bit of a scoundrel and a nice foil to Luke's character and also one is was one of his like early introductions to the force outside of like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan like yeah. he's kind of like literally like in, in in the current line he's like constantly trying to figure out what a jedi is and all that stuff and in the, the last one he's like he's just doing rebellion stuff the entire time he doesn't know what he's what's going on and warba is like one of the first persons that like first people that talked to him about the force and i think it would make a lot of sense for her to come back with his journey now um also this was a greg pock written uh comic book so uh you know He's around writing Darth Vader. Please bring me Warba. I think she was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I, you know what? I, I agree. Yeah, she she and she also is from Jeddah, which is cool. I don't know. Oh, I forgot about that. That is cool. Yeah, she, that's an interesting backstory right there. She grew up by like the temple of the, like the Guardians of the Wills, and it teaches him like the "I am one with the Force" like mantra. It's actually what she's doing right now in this this panel. Oh, love. Cool. So yeah, maybe hopefully she will come back. I, I'm I'm, going to, I'm just going to assume she won't, but I'm I I will always hold out hope. <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right. Well, those have been our best relationships and our favorite shifts. But before we get out of here, Emma, you've got a couple of announcements uh, about uh, our show and uh, some of our sister ships. Yes, absolutely. So next week we are talking about. Uh, crazy comics moments we love and there are a lot of them so it's gonna be pretty crazy next week and i'm excited for that um for our sister shows tomorrow legends look back 9 30 eastern uh youtube.com slash utini is going to be legends fashion show i have no idea what that's gonna be but i'm so excited to see it i believe you um, can ask jacob about that dude yes, I'm, jacob, i think i'm you know I, anything about i that? think i'm gonna be on it and i still really don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, we love a little bit of chaos. I, I mean, you know what? I imagine that Prince Cheezor is going to be on the list, right? With those like purple robes. Mm. <laughs> he has to be, right? Anyways, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens there. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Monday night on the Living Force is going to be the High Republic Phase One Guide, which, uh, you know, Force knows we all need that after. Uh, this kind of crazy hodgepodge of, of phase one with, between comics and books and all, you know, uh, short stories and magazines. So 
Living Force guys are going to help us out there. So yeah, those are, that's what I got for the announcements. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio versions on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Be sure to visit utini.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe, including that High Republic guy that Emma was just talking about. Uh, We encourage you to join our Utini Discord by going to utini.com slash Discord, and you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to JG Cars, OKNDAR, OK Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show or at the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek and Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thanks again to my co-hosts, Emma, Caleb, and Jacob. Thank you to those of you who joined us live in the chat. And thank you to our listeners for joining us wherever and whenever you are. We truly appreciate you. We will see everybody next week. But until then, may the force be with you. 